Say to the people, saith the Spirit of the Lord, revival is now. Do not claim it as in a coming, but realize it and believe it and receive it. For the authority necessary to bring forth these things is among you. As my kingdom has always been among you, stand fast in the days, see the hour, and seize it, saith the Spirit of the Lord. Do not look to the right hand or the left. Don't be concerned about who's praying and not praying. That's none of your business. What I've asked you to do is to stay in a straightforward fashion going forward. You alone are enough to cause the revival. When you look to the right or to the left to try to figure out where someone else's spiritual status is, you bring your own spiritual status low. Stand in this place and look up unto me. See the parking lot full. See the house full. See the field full. I do not just give you a vision to excite your senses, but rather to believe that revival is now, saith the Spirit of the Lord. Divorce yourself from the old, say goodbye to the old, and kiss the new. Believe me for Holy Ghost services like you've never had before, for only the leadership of my Spirit will win the lost and heal and bring forth miracles, saith the Spirit of the Lord. See hundreds baptized in a baptismal tank in your parking lot. Week after week, dozens and dozens and dozens going under and coming up. See the salvation of the Lord among you now. Speak it among you now. Claim it now. Do not say when revival gets here, Speak and say these things. These things are well available to us now, saith the Spirit of grace. And then as I move you, as I move you, wherever you live and those you come into contact with, as I move you by my leadership, move out, speak to them, and see if I will not solicit from them the response necessary to confirm the moment and bring the wisdom of the hour and the anointing of my spirit will be there I have promised you this in my word I did not send you forth as orphans without my anointing too many have depended upon formulas depend upon my spirit Go as I say go, do as I say do. My anointing is upon you now. The hour is now, saith the Spirit of grace. If you'll go to the place, now this is specific, it's not random or out there. It'll have to be hit, it'll hit where it needs to hit. And it's probably more than one. If you'll go to the place that I'm asking you to do, this is real specific then. So I could have just left it on either side. But if you'll go to the place that I'm asking you to do as a wife, spiritually, and make your stand, you'll bring him in. Though there's a part of him in, yet not all the way. Okay, here he goes to both. To both sides. What you're giving up and conceding to get along and stay married is the very thing. The very thing that you're conceding in the flesh is the very thing that's keeping you apart. But I'll lose them. I'll lose them if I pressure them in the Spirit. I didn't say for you to pressure them. 
But I said for you to separate yourself. Not to a place of isolation that keeps you from being a husband or wife. But to a place where they see that you're sold out to me. Beyond all things. The temper tantrums in the flesh will only last for a season, but I'll save. I'll be able to hold things together. But your conceding and giving up ground to hold the marriage together, I hate to tell you this, but he's saying it. It's not going to last. And I don't know exactly who all that's for. It could be somebody out there. Too many of you are giving up things in your relationships, at home, with children, and other things. When I've asked you to go in, and you've argued with me, I can't do this. Don't you know? I have this obligation, that obligation, this obligation. You've not asked me how to solve that. You've just argued with me. You've not besought me how to separate yourself. You've just argued with me. And you're still mine and I'm still pleased and I still love you, but you're never coming in. You're never coming into the place that I have for you. If you don't come in to this place, that I'm asking you to come into in intimacy and separation at times. You can't stand out on the porch and look inside the house and admire what's going on and believe that you're a part of it. You'll stand in the place where revival's going on and you'll watch it, but you'll only be a, a spectator of sorts. I'm asking each one of you, male and female, young and old, to come apart. Do not admire any pastor, any elder, any preacher, any teacher as in what they have with me when you yourself will not go in. I've asked you to have the same measure that I would give to anyone, saith the Spirit of Grace. Kingdom of God come and will of God be done now is the truth that I'm asking you to believe. Go into the highways and go into the byways and compel them to come in. But under my leadership, not to the streets as in a false narrative of let's hit the streets. What street? Which street are you going to? What place? Those in the mall will mock you. Those on the street will mock you. or They'll have nothing to do with you without my anointing. Your, your narrative is not right. My first church was led about by my spirit. And everywhere they went, they preached the gospel. But it was the introduction of my spirit going before them. Saith the spirit of grace. Be filled with and walk in with attitude of strength and life everywhere you go because everywhere you go is an opportunity waiting. Some days will be many, some days will be none. But I'll always be preparing a way before you, saith the Spirit of grace. See your field, this physical field outside of this church, filled with people. They can't get in the building. You'll have to minister to them out there. I've called you to lay hands upon the sick. Not that you be the one to rush over except it be a place where I solicit such strong solicitation like the gate beautiful. Or the time when Paul perceived that the man had faith. Through the preaching of my word. When I speak to you on times like that, move forward. But otherwise, expect 
that by your words and when I tell you to speak my gospel, just speak my gospel. Just give the simplicity of the gospel. Do not rabbit trail. Do not go this way or that way. Just speak the vanilla, blatant truth of Christ and His love and how He's changed your life. We need more training. We need more training. The training is far greater than you need, saith the Spirit of grace. What training do you need to do the things that I've asked you to do? The first church had neither seminar nor written word to train them. And yet they knew the testimony of the gospel was this. He is risen and there's power for salvation and there's power to accompany with miracles, saith the Spirit of grace. Forget the false narrative of I need more training, I need more this and I need more that and I need to hear somebody else to get me ready for this. The least among you and get them filled, saith the Spirit of grace. Get them filled with the Holy Ghost. I need more training. You need no more training except to tell them that He has given us a Holy Ghost that will fill their spirits. And if you'll touch them on the shoulder and pray with them and ask them to believe and only speak the language which comes up out of their spirit, they will begin to be baptized in my spirit out there like they're baptized in here, saith the Spirit of grace. What are you waiting for? Yes, sir. Much of you not doing, much of you not doing is based on your emotions because you're waiting then in those places of commonality, just common places to feel something of exuberance or feel my spirit as in when you feel it when you're worshiping me like right now. But understand that a gentle nudge on the inside with hardly any presence will be enough for you to begin to mention my name to them. And that solicitation will begin to bring more and more opportunity for you to minister to them. It may be all at once. It may be through several meetings or opportunities. When they tell you that they've been born again, ask them if they speak in tongues. This is the day and hour where the nicey-nice and the sweetie, sweetie is way past due to be stopped. You've mannered yourself with so-called good manners. You've mannered my gospel to death, saith the Spirit of grace. There is a loving approach, but you fear too much being rejected. Many of you will be rejected at times. But I promised you that at the slightest of persecution that my spirit of joy would rest upon you. Take joy in every opportunity. Drop your manners and follow my manners, saith the Spirit of the Lord. He's hard. I don't dare say anything to him. It's time that you did. It's time that you said more. It's time that you get a rolled-eyed response or a, huh, I've heard that. I'm pushing you out of the nest. I want you persecuted for my gospel's sake. I want slanderous things said about you for my gospel's sake. I want you to be insulted for my gospel's sake. I want you to become unpopular for my gospel's sake. I want people to unfriend you 
on social media because of my gospel's sake. Did who has fathered you, saith the Spirit of grace? Who has fathered you? What is his name? And what is his son's name? You've been fathered by the Father of the universe. All wisdom is given to you on every approach of every evangelical approach, everything that you do. Drop the formulas. Drop anything that you've ever heard where somebody else is doing something else, someplace else. I gave that to them for their place. What am I saying to you? I desire to heal your home. I desire to heal your bodies. And I desire to raise your finances up. Many of you have squandered what I've given you. And it's hard to give you more because of how squandering you are and how many holes you have in your bag. You're going to have to cinch up the places and sew up the places where you're overspending and where you're spending foolishly to have more because I desire to give you more and I desire to pour out blessings upon you in these last days so that you're blessed in my gospel is financed in the earth but you're going to have to sew up these places you're going to have to sharpen your pencils where there's overspending because of the flesh and he's not saying and I see the parentheses he's not saying sinful flesh just an overabundance of unnecessary things ask of me ask of me I desire to give you more but know this I'll not give you more so you can spend more foolishly become stewards for the house and for yourself and mostly for the gospel Jesus, Jesus, hallelujah. Well, maybe I'm coming to myself. You have no idea. I don't know, have any idea that I'm going to do that when I come over. The only thing I saw this morning, well, maybe more, but particularly when I was praying in those early hours, and I hadn't even got to anything close to this, I saw a vision of him just real quick, and it was real kind of deliberate, and it was kind of on the (laughs) real forceful side. He was sitting on the couch where he normally does, and he just leaned forward real strong and said, I, I want to get my hands out on the people. Well, he was real nice with it. And I knew immediately he wasn't talking about my getting my hands out on you. He was talking about your hands being his hands and getting out there on the world. Just le- lean forward real quick. I wasn't even expecting it. about shocked me. I was like, whoa. Hallelujah, Jesus. I glorify you. I glorify you, Jesus. Worship you, Jesus. You're so wonderful. You're so wonderful, Jesus. We'll get together tonight and worship God for two hours. No pre-service worship, just come in. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glorify you, Jesus. You got a lot of typing. (laughs) 
bless you. We need to raise your salary way up. Hallelujah, Jesus. Well, there's a harvest field out there. Do you? I don't know. Did you see that field fill of people? Maybe it's a tent. I do know this. I've been seeing this for a little bit. Right out here in front, a baptismal. We don't want to buy one of those stupid 5,000. We'll just get a horse tank, one of those big cattle, get a tractor supply, and just fill it up with water. Stick them down in there and pull them up, and stick them down in there and pull them up, and stick them down in there and pull them up. Amen. You're more than equipped. Well, I don't know a verse. They didn't have verses. They didn't even have a verse. They, they couldn't even, they just were born again and they knew Jesus had died and resurrected. That's what they knew. And they gave that. And then they knew that they had been filled with the Spirit. And they said, they knew that was a promise. And they said, I got the promise. Would you like the promise? And if they're ready and they're ripe, and there's going to be a bunch of them that's ready and ripe, <laughs> they're going to make you look like a scholar. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen, Paul. He's testifying to me. He got somebody born again a couple nights ago where he works. <laughs> now you've got to get him filled with the Spirit. <laughs> he prayed for him. They got for healing. And man, whew. last Sunday when we were doing kind of this and praying and telling people to pray out there, there was some healings. There were probably more than I know. My good friend Gary uh, Hardy, he let me know that he got healed. His daughter got healed. They saw a vision in the middle of it. Hallelujah. Yeah. Okay. okay, so we prayed for, yeah, you'll have to remind me, there was a lady that was, that almost had a miscarriage. When the, yeah. They thought she was going to lose it. She kept it and she's going to keep it. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It was really wonderful. We're going to see more and more of this. <laughs> Gary loved last Sunday. Uh, our Gary, Gary Carpenter. Well, the other Gary's our Gary too. So, But uh, he said he watched it three times. <laughs> he said it was powerful. Or he, he, he was sitting in the in the prayer center ready to go into prayer on Saturday. He said, I'm fixing to watch it for the third time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did, you know, those prophecies, well, you're just making that up. I'm not making up anything. Well, you know stuff and you want to correct people. I, I'm not wanting to correct anybody. I'm just hearing God as He speaks and as He speaks. Listen, you people... Whoever you are, and maybe there's nobody in here, but if you heard that concerning your marriage, you don't have to go out, you don't have to tell anybody, you just know that he's saying, you got to go in. Well, he won't be the, he won't be the, he won't be the um, high priest of the home. Forget about that. You've got to go in. She don't want to serve God. She, I have to drag her to church. Forget about that. If she stays home and says, I'm going to divorce you if you go to church today, say, honey, I love you more than anything else. More than anything else. But if you've got to get the papers drawn up, you get them drawn up because I'm going to church. And if you think any kind of wishy-washy, well, she wants to party a little bit or she wants to drink a beer every once in a while or he wants to drink a beer every once in a while, he wants to party, you're going to lose them. And you're going to lose yourself and you might wind up going to hell in the end if both of you go the wrong direction. There's a nice way to do everything, but there's a, an adamant way. There's like, mm. <laughs> I'm looking at my daughter. She's got the greatest husband in the world now. There was something else. There was another time, right? A lifetime ago. 
Somebody told her, somebody said, well, if you don't let me do this, because I'm going to get my tattoos and I'm going to go where I want to go. And you can do what, you know, I'm not, I'm not coming to church with you all the time. And I'm going to go out and I'm going to do my scene. And if you don't like it, I'll just leave. The Holy Ghost came on and said, can I help you pack your bags? I'll help you. Well, you'll lose them. It's sometimes, listen, sometimes it's best. Sometimes you'll fight 20 years for something that's not going to work anyway. It's just not going to work. It didn't start out right. It's not going to end up right. And unless they change, all you're conceding that you'll ever do, you can just give them blood and they'll never change. They'll never change. It takes a willing heart. Hallelujah. But if, you know, at the same time, the word says if, if, if he'll just, you know, or she, if they don't stop you from coming to church, just because they're unmar- uh, unsaved, you're supposed to stay married to them and love them. And you'll get them, you know, as long as they don't slap you around or I'm talking about the wife slapping you around. (laughs) Uganaga. Ex-UFC fighters. Wouldn't marry one of them. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Praise God. I, I hope you heard all that, all those that you'll have to listen. And, but you can, I'm sure it was picked up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Homer. We receive that. We receive it. Thank you, Jesus. Only God. Only God. We want the pure. We want the pure. We don't want backbiting, slandering, whispering. You, I hate, I don't know, I've always hated uh, cliques, cliques in a church or we're one body, one body. We're going forward into revival. There's no black, white here. There's no red, yellow. If we had red, yellow. There's no brown and white. Thank God for our governor. He said, you'll not bring, we're going to, it's not, Critical race theory will not be taught in our, in our schools in Florida. 
What's critical race theory? I'll tell you more later. Straight out of hell, Marxism, teaching that the foundation of America was birthed by racism and teaches our kids to hate America. He said, you're not... It's like one of the big, you know, NBA guys is whew, throws that thing down in front of them when they try to go up. And, not in my house. Thank you, Mr. DeSantis. God bless you. God bless you. It victimizes people. My black brother, Larry Elder, who's a great commentary, he said, what is this with the retribution thing? You want a bunch of people that never were slave owners to pay people that never were slaves? You're causing people, you're causing division. My God in heaven. Victimize people. Tell them you need to be victimized. Understand you, you, no, no. In Christ, there is no victims. The church is the church. It's not a black church. It's not a white church. It's a born-again, spirit-filled church. Hallelujah, Jesus. I hope in the days ahead we fill this place up with the blacks, with the Haitians. I look at my grandkids, sometimes I wish I was black. Hallelujah. We're having a great, you know, the, all the people are down here. Jesus. <laughs> Renee said he, he, he left work, which he works in the ER, one of the bigger hospitals, went home, showered, and came here. You got to tank up with coffee when you do that. He said, if I'm standing around working, walking in the back, I'm trying to stay awake. Well, these services will wake you up. Hallelujah. 2.5. I read there's 2.5. Why does everybody like Florida? We're the third largest state now. We beat, we went way past, we're well past New York now. There's California, Texas, and Florida. And if they keep coming, listen, to almost 22 million. And they just keep coming by the thousands. It's a great harvest. We're going to run out of room. We can't drive. I read the other day there's 2.5 million more than there normally is right here in southwest Florida. 2.5 million more. Now, listen, I love, I love you. But Yankees, go home. Go home. Go home. And if you get home and think about it, listen, no, don't. <laughs> Florida's a terrible place to live. We're, it's hot. It's humid. Mosquitoes. <laughs> bad mosquitoes. Uh, alligators, millions of them. They're in our ponds, our ditches. You draw a bath, you go in there, there's an alligator in your bath. You can't wash dishes if there's not an alligator in your dishes. It's terrible. It's terrible. Big snakes, oh, big snakes, yes. The pythons, I had, to, I had to step over six pythons to get in the church today. <laughs> Don't come, it, you'll hate it, it's terrible. And besides for that, there's falling, what do they call them, those iguanas. Now, all the other stuff I said, you know, it's kind of funny, but I mean, kind of not right, but, but they, listen, the iguanas do fall from our trees. They're cold-blooded you know, reptiles, and I've actually seen warnings. I think it was the Naples News said, because when we get a cold front comes through, which is very rare, if it drops like in the low 30s, because they climb in the trees and they hang in the trees. I've, I've, I saw one in our front yard up in a pine tree one day, and it's like, my God, can he look? And so there's this big iguana up in there, but they hang, they just sit in those pines or oaks or whatever, and they climb all through those trees. But when the cold comes through, it 
it doesn't kill them, it just freezes them. And so they're like one of those fainting goats. They just fall out of the tree and they give you warnings in the paper. Watch out for fall, falling iguanas. You'll hate Florida. Whatever you saw this week, it was a mirage, okay? Or, or this three months, if you've been down here for three months. But Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, on that, I'm going to give you an opportunity to give this morning. Hallelujah. Why don't we hand out those, and then we'll go over those real quick, and then... Thanks. You're doing so good today, yeah. He's, he's warming up for tonight. He's got about a two-hour stretch tonight with... It's good to see Mike Church with us this morning. Hallelujah. Woo. I understand he's going to be here for a few... If you feel the anointing in Immokalee kind of go up a little bit for the next few days, it's because Mike's here. Hallelujah. That's really great. Are you staying in Immokalee or are you in Fort Myers? Okay, okay, cool. That's close enough, man. I can feel the, the, the vibes from there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, these were shorter than today's prophecy. And Sarah's got four or five days <laughs> and amber and candy and all. I don't know what all goes into all this. They say, you just do it and you just... <laughs> Hallelujah. So, these are not, I would say, uh, depth, like deep call unto deep, but they're powerful because everything the Lord says, and it was a preface to what God did last week as in miracles and in healing and those kinds of things. But the first one is, uh, yep, that's the first one. I am in the business of restoration, the Lord said. I'm in the business of restoration. For I have come, says the Spirit of grace, to bring deliverance to the captive, recovery of sight to the blind, and healing to the brokenhearted. For even as I spoke these things through my beloved firstborn, of course he's talking about Jesus, now I say them through many born into my kingdom. The day of your deliverance has come in him. Be magnified in my strength. Do not wait for another hour. Lift up your faith in my spirit, says the spirit of grace. Let my presence saturate you today. And bring faith to your home, bring faith to your life. I'm in the business of restoration. There it is. I heal marriages. I heal homes. I bring into effect those that are lonely, those that are outcast, those who feel devoid of family and friends. I am a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Receive my portion this day. Receive my manna of life to you, says the Spirit of grace. These wonderful verses, Luke 4, 18 and 19, and Proverbs 18, 24, and those back up. Let me speak to the camera this morning. Let me speak to anybody in here. Probably know everybody in here pretty much. And I would think that most everybody in here knows the Lord. But listen, to you that are watching and anyone at any place, at any time that could watch this and hear this, and get through the presence that you felt or the prophecies that you heard. I want to speak to you for just a moment. If you've not been born again, and I'm talking about received Christ into your life, or if you have and you're coming back from a, uh, a long road of separation, either or, whether you've been out there You've been close to the Lord before. You've been out there in the world or you've never known Him. Today is the day. Now is the time. The simplicity of the gospel is this. Jesus came, the Son of God, was judged in your behalf. 
Because otherwise, when you leave this life, if you die without Christ, you will be judged. The Word tells us, the Bible tells us, that sin was passed unto all men, and death by sin. Meaning that there's death, a death nature on the inside of you. If you die physically with that death nature, there's no hope for you. Nobody can pray you out of any place. You must receive him now before you draw your last breath. The simplicity of that is this. If you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, and truly repent as in saying, I choose to leave whatever life I've lived in the world, as in sin, and I choose Christ, whatever that means, I'll follow you, Jesus. If you choose that route, he will come into your life, into your heart, inside of you, because there's a real you on the inside. If you choose to do that, you will instantaneously be born again. Instantaneously, your life will be changed and Gary and Homer, they say it a lot the same. They talk about there will be a new sheriff in town. What's a new sheriff? It means something on the inside of you will not want to do the things that you used to do and now will want to do some things that you never wanted to do before, like love people and like stop lying and stop cheating and stop doing this. And stop looking there and stop looking there. I'm going to say a simple prayer. I'm going to ask us all to pray it together. If you ask the Lord into your life, today is your day of change. Today is a day where you're going to walk out of wherever you're at. Out of the building, the house, wherever. And you're going to say, I feel different. I feel good. I really feel good. The change starts now amen glory say this prayer with me dear heavenly father i believe that jesus came and died for my sins heavenly father i receive jesus as my lord and as my personal savior jesus i'm sorry Forgive me of all my sins and wash me in your blood. I receive eternal life this day through your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer, please email me at F, uh, fpc at bronkflint.org fpc at bronkflint.org I'd love to hear from you I need to hear from you very soon uh, we'll contact you back and very soon we'll have a lot of different things to be able to get across to you to begin to disciple you and to begin to prepare you one other thing because he said it this morning I get to ask you even if you're five seconds old in Christ, and you were if you just prayed that prayer, have you been filled with the Holy Ghost? And for anyone that's out there that's in here that doesn't speak in tongues, you need to, you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Your whole life will change. And you say, well, I've been filled. Are you praying on a continual basis? That'll, that'll change your whole world. But you that are watching, the simplicity of, of, of the Holy Ghost is this. Jesus gave us a promise. He said, the Holy Ghost will come upon you. The Word tells us in the book of Acts that Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit would come. And when He comes, the Word tells us that He baptizes us. He baptizes. What just happened to you gave you eternal life. You'll live forever with Jesus and with us now in heaven. If you want more of the same but more of an empowerment of grace in your life,
The Holy Spirit doesn't just come. He comes with a gift, and it's called the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's, he's the gift, but he's also bringing with him a language, a, a way to communicate with God. And the simplicity of it is this. If you'll just ask him, he will baptize you. On top of what he's already done, he'll baptize you. And he'll give you this prayer language. I'm going to pray for you right now. And then after I pray, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And then I'm going to ask us all to pray together. And everybody that's in here that is filled with the Spirit for us to pray together in the Holy Ghost. Let me pray first. Dear Heavenly Father, for anybody in here or out there that's not baptized with the Holy Ghost, I pray that, Lord, the simplicity of knowing that there is your Spirit available to come in and baptize our spirit with power and give us a prayer language to be able to communicate with God and God with us. I'm asking, Lord, that you take away all fear right now. And I'm asking, Lord, that the simplicity of, okay, I'll, 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 I'll take what you give, Lord. Receive it now. In Jesus' name. Now let's pray this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, the Word tells me that you're the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. So I'm asking you, Jesus, just like you came into my life, now fill me up with the Holy Ghost. Dear Heavenly Father, I receive your Spirit now in Jesus' name. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to count to, to three. And if you're watching this morning, I'm asking you to start with, we're going to start worshiping. We're just going to say simple words like, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, or I love you, Father. And then at some point during that 20 or 30 seconds, I'm going to, to count to three, and I'm going to say one, two, three. And then I'm going to ask this crowd to begin to pray deliberately in the Holy Ghost. If you're at home and you're believing for the baptism of the Holy Ghost or wherever you're at, I'm going to ask you to, to step out in faith with us. Stop at that moment at the count of three. Stop saying, I love you, Jesus. And just begin to deliberately move your lips and begin to allow your lips just step out in faith and say, okay, I'm going to open my mouth and I believe that you'll feel it, Lord. What you're going to, I can tell you what you're going to feel. You're going to begin to, it might be real quaint. It might be real small. It might be like, is this God or is it just me? And it will be God because we're invoking God right now. We're, 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 not, we're not in a pretentious manner doing this. We're in faith doing this. He said, if you'll ask the Father for the Holy Spirit, He will give Him to us. He will give Him to you. So on the count of three, you just begin to say, okay, because here, here's the thing. You can love Jesus all day as long as you keep saying in Spanish or Creole or whatever language you speak, I love you, I love you. He won't interrupt that. But when you stop, one, two, three, and then you, then you begin to speak. As I begin to release the Holy Ghost, then whatever words or whatever syllables, you say, I don't, how, what do I say? Nobody's language is the same. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Let's worship the Lord for a moment. Father, we worship you. We glorify you. Father, we worship you. Come on, lift it up. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I worship you. Lord, as these are worshiping right now, I begin to speak and I say to those that are watching, be filled with the Holy Ghost. If you're in a room with somebody and you are filled with the Holy Ghost, then I want you to just gently touch them on the shoulder and lay hands on them and let the power of God flow through you to them. In the name of Jesus, receive the Holy Ghost right now. Receive the Holy Ghost. One, two, three. 
That's it. You can do this. Begin to speak in the name of Jesus. Everyone in here, if you've not been doing that in a while, just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. You out there watching, just begin to speak. Doesn't sound exactly like yours, Pastor. It doesn't matter. Just begin to speak. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Let the power of God flow to you right now. Glory to God. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. If you got one syllable, just one syllable, that's enough. Start wherever you're at today, after this service, even if you're alone, start praying that one syllable over and over. And you'll be filled with the fullness as it'll begin, it'll begin to be like rivers of living water. Let's do this last prophecy and go home after you give a million dollars. Okay. Let my presence saturate you. Think not, says the Spirit of the Lord, that this is going to be difficult for you in the days ahead. Just like an atmosphere rested over my people, and he's talking about those first century saints and what they received was my consent was by consent they consented to me coming on them and as that consent was perfected I stayed upon those and in those in a full state of my authority reigning and ruling through their bodies during those decades of revival think not that this thing comes just on a whim or just can be lost daily for where I am bringing you to sisters brothers know this that where I'm bringing you to and a comment isn't that wonderful he called you sisters and brothers where I'm bringing you to where I'm bringing you to is a place where your where your fullness in me saturates you where your fullness in me saturates you, keeps you under my umbrella and keeps you in a place of walking in me and talking in me and spreading the gospel in me and laying hands on the sick and emanating power wherever you go. This will be because so this will become so easy to you. I know it's a it's harder than you think today, but increasingly that ease will come upon you, says the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Would you please uh, get ready to, to give? And as you give this morning, you will want to say hello to someone and, and give a possible embrace and get ready for what's coming tonight. We're just going to sit in His presence. Hallelujah. Those of you that are giving online, thank you for for your blessings we appreciate it so much and how that you've stood behind this church um, so strong so praise the Lord hallelujah um, I'm excited about those uh, baptisms hallelujah praise the Lord hello tractor supply I hope you got a big enough one <laughs> praise the Lord Let's all stand together. If you have something to bring, please bring it, and we will see you tonight at 6. Amen.